I have no idea how it's even remotely possible that we could be back into the school year. Uh, it seemed like summer just started yesterday, but here we are. First day of classes in District 186 to give us a little recap of uh, how things have gone so far and where they go from here. Springfield School Superintendent Jennifer Gill taking time out of her very busy day to join us. Superintendent, we do appreciate it. Thanks so much for being here with us. Yeah. Yeah, good afternoon. Well, what's your assessment? First day of school in District 186. How did things go today? I really feel great. I feel like it was a great uh, start. Our enrollment is level with where it was last year. Uh, we had a few families still enrolling today and a few more that we hope uh, will still come in and, and register and, and get back in school. But for the most part, we felt very good with, with everything that happened throughout the district today. Um, I visited uh, four schools and my cabinet, uh, each of my cabinet members picked schools and we spread throughout the city visiting uh, all the schools today and got great reports. Uh, student enrollment level, how about filling all the vacancies for teachers, paraprofessionals, support staff? How's that coming along? Well, we, we've had to be very creative with our teaching positions. Uh, we have we sent out a letter to all of our recent retirees within the last three years and had many of them uh, step up to take these positions that were open. Or also in middle and high school, teachers are uh, teaching extra class period, um, of, of course compensated, uh, to make up for where we have some needs. And, you know, it's just one of those things. We're waiting for our enrollment numbers to come in and see if we have to do any shifts across the district uh, to fill any open vacancies where the need is great. Uh, but for right now, today started off smoothly. Everybody was able to attend a full schedule and have teachers that were highly qualified to teach those subjects. Uh, paraprofessionals. In the last two weeks, we've made a lot of gain in that area. Uh, there was a new law that was passed that helped us uh, with our paraprofessional hires, um, and, and that was to not have to take the work keys right away, but within the next three years, take that work keys test and pass that in order to uh, be a paraprofessional. Uh, today, we were uh, starting with more than we had expected because of that law, and uh, places like Lee School, where we have a lot of paraprofessionals, were down to only six openings. And that was uh, over double that just a week ago. Now, uh, as far as uh, situations where, for example, recently retired teachers are coming back, is that a long-term situation? Are they just there until you can try to hire somebody? Is it possible to hire somebody now that the school year has started and, and presumably every school is trying to fill vacancies as well? How long will that situation last? Well, once again, I think uh, the, the analysis that we've done, we do feel that um, we'll be able to fill these positions eventually or be able to move people around if, if we have a great need or maybe share a teacher between schools to get the, the sections in that we need. But one thing we know for sure is that we can always hire teachers at the semester. Hopefully one or two will want to come our direction after student teaching. Um, we would love even more than that. But, you know, we just don't get a lot at the semester. But we are confident that we'll be able to find a couple. Uh, teachers can teach um, up to 120 days. If we have that same position open posted throughout that time and we cannot find somebody that's fully qualified, then we can't extend uh, that, that teacher's uh ability to teach in the classroom and that's very helpful to us it's actually a great deal for them uh, they're still getting their full retirement plus anything they earn on top of that uh, and this uh, new statute that was kind of in place for uh, the time of COVID is, has been an important one for us to be able to extend that time.
What's your sense as to why uh, you've had so many vacancies, so many openings? Is it a matter of pay? Is it just burnout after the last several years of the pandemic? Is it other issues that are impacting this? What's happening? You know, I'm never going to uh, say that I feel like schools are funded to the best of their ability. But, you know, I think we've done a good job um, with our pay structures, with the money that we have. Um, the other things that, that I would think are more determinants is less people coming out of the universities with teaching degrees. Um, you know, in the era where I became a teacher, there were, you know, 36 30, 40 you know, people lined up for every one position, and that's just not the case. And it is a, a direct reflection on not creating enough uh, teachers out of the pipeline. So why isn't that happening? Um, I think the gap year that a lot of kids took um, in college during COVID has affected the numbers that came out of school last year. Um, but I think overall there's been a decline in the last few years uh, with all of our education programs across the state of Illinois and in other states um, as well, and maybe it does touch on some of the issues that that you're sharing at the at the beginning of your question. And I I can't jump into people's minds. All I can do is help paint a picture that um, you know we will get through this this last few years of struggle, and and we'll come out really well on the other side. And we we really need to do this for our students. Um, and I think education has changed a lot over the last few years many in a, in a positive way, you know, use of technology and ease of being able to do things uh, that we never could do before. But we also see the stress that learning new things in the pandemic has placed on our teachers. This all factors into ongoing contract talks, and I want to come back to that in just a moment. We're talking with Springfield School Superintendent Jennifer Gill this afternoon. Uh, one more question related to immediate staffing needs. This time last year, you were having real chronic issues with uh, bus drivers and having enough drivers for the routes, getting students to school and getting them back home again on time. How's that shaping up this year? You know, we had a pretty smooth day. Some of our buses are running a little bit late this evening just because getting kids on the bus from school the first day is always a struggle in elementary school and just running a little behind. But our bus drivers are doing very well. Uh, first student reported to us that they have a full host of bus drivers and they have several that are also what they call in the pipeline, meaning that they are... Um, you know, training right now to get their CDL license and to become a first student uh, bus driver. So we are feeling very good about the buses. The morning ran exceptionally smooth uh, today. So uh, we're pretty excited about what they've done to recruit recruit bus drivers. Another logistical issue you've had to deal with has been the addition of metal detectors at the, the city's high schools. Uh, how has that worked? I know you had some time to, to get used to this at the end of last semester. Is that running pretty smoothly? Yes, it is, and actually we've added them to all five of our middle schools as well. Uh, so it all worked very well. I think the middle school students took a little bit more time to go through today because they'd never done it before. High schools ran exceptionally well. Um, I went and visited, like I said, Lanphier today, and they said everything went, went really well, as well as Washington Middle School. So I saw it firsthand how they brought the kids in and how, how it went, and it worked worked really well, so I think it's a great addition to our security layers. Any reports of any uh, contraband or students uh, bringing stuff in? They no, shouldn't, not even no, not it? today. Good. No, not today at all. Um, we had 
the bigger idea was just how to get your binder out of your bag. And <laughs> the binder set it off. Uh, so a lot of kids carry like a three ring binder. So we're just doing that. We have tables set up along them. And it's much like when you go to a concert and you put your phone or keys in a little basket. We just have a table that they're putting their binder on and they walk through and uh, somebody looks through the binder and hands it back to them. So it, w- it went really well. Well, the uh, other side of the uh, the safety coin in schools is the public health aspect of it. And we know some of the COVID uh, rules and regulations have changed heading into this school year. So give us just the, uh, the, the quick summation of where we stand right now. What do parents need to know? What do kids need to know about COVID precautions? And are these rules adequate to keep teachers and students safe in the classroom? Well, you know, I guess that's that's up to the Illinois Department of Public Health. They issued those rules, and, and we're going to follow them. However, we are still keeping our clinic uh, for testing um, alive and, and working. Um, it's actually going to be held at uh, Lawrence um, Adult Education Center, LEC, SLA. Um, and that's a, that's a great place for it to be because there's adequate parking there and people can go in and out of the clinic as it's set up quite easily. Uh, it used to be located at White Oaks Mall, but a family uh, that may have um, a student with symptoms can utilize our clinic. Any uh, staff member who wishes to get tested weekly or wishes to have a test because maybe they were a close contact or they're concerned that they were can go and get tested there. We also have the Binex testing available um, at each of our schools so that nurses can deliver a quick, um, you know, antigen test. Uh, you know, we have Binex is the brand that we have uh, the most of across the district. Um, we still have um, extra CNAs that we've hired, and we have extra custodians on staff for cleaning. We have just about every form of um, PPE, uh, personal protective equipment that people might need, including wipes and all of the um sundries that we became used to during the pandemic. Uh, so all of those things are, are alive and well. I think we're, we're doing our social distancing as much as possible uh, just to make sure that we're safe. Um, when I walked around schools today, many students were still choosing to wear their masks. Some teachers were still uh, choosing to wear masks, but it is a choice at this time to wear one. And will the district still uh, maintain the uh, dashboard on its website that kind of gives regular updates on the number of cases and where you're seeing outbreaks and things? Right. What we're going to do is create a weekly update uh, that we provide on our website with some charts and graphs similar to what we had last year, maybe a little bit less detail um, at this point in time. We're not getting as much information uh, back to us as we used to get. Uh, so it's just a little different. It's whether or not we can track cases and actually, you know, people people let us know uh, why they're homesick. But we're going to be doing a lot of, of good work to still ask those same questions of parents when they call in sick uh, to make sure they're following through with, with getting tested if, if they have those symptoms that that uh, match what COVID or any of its variants, um, how they're acting. And then also we will abide by the five days out of school from the beginning onset of symptoms um, and work with uh, regular care providers to understand when that is uh you know, when that started and when their quarantine will, will end. I know it's early yet, but do you have any sense as far as uh, students with required immunizations, uh, how many students might be lacking that, and, and what's the, the deadline to have those uh, uh, records in so a student doesn't have to miss school? So our exclusion date this year will be September 6th, so it's the day right after uh, Labor Day there, uh, that Tuesday when we return. Um, I tell you, I was out of school today and the nurses were working double time. So I don't have any facts or figures for you today, uh, but I should by the end of the week have a good update on 
where we are with our immunizations and physicals. I know uh, schools are still having open houses, which is often time when parents bring that information into the school. Uh, we just encourage any family who has not yet made that appointment uh, to call either their regular care physician or one of the many uh, clinics that are being offered here in Springfield because um, we know that getting those in ahead of time is much better than having to wait for an appointment when you've already been excluded from school. Finally, Superintendent, uh, you had a tentative contract to deal with the Springfield Education Association, but the teachers union voted that down. Have any new talks been scheduled and how confident are you that you can work out uh, any remaining issues and come to an agreement? Well, I'm, by nature, I'm, I'm pretty collaborative and I want to get to where um, you know, we have a, a, a tentative agreement that will be voted on um, by the full host of, of members. Um, and so I, I can't tell you one way or the other, you know, how it's going to go or how quickly it'll get there. But we do have something um, on the books for um, two weeks from now. So I think that uh, it was a time when, when everybody felt like there was, they had enough time to get all of their information together and we'll, we'll come back together and hopefully be able to have a, an agreement soon. Superintendent Jennifer Gill, I appreciate your time very much this afternoon. Thank you. And